Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 351. Mm. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me yeah. to a degree. <laughs> this is the COVID-19 positive edition <laughs> of the MMA Roadshow. We're positively positive. I'm probably COVID-19 positive. <laughs> well, listen, I but had I, my bout a few months back. Maybe it's maybe it's your time. I think, I, you know, and honestly, the, the symptoms of a flu and COVID are so close. I just think it's the end of the year cold flu man like body shakes muscle aches but my muscles are fucking like stiff neck uh just i feel like dog shit right now all right <laughs> and it's just like i'm like it's so funny we're sitting here and john's finishing like a story and stuff and i'm just like can we start can we start <laughs> can we start i was like I, I was like i might fall over and pass out here at the bar so uh i apologize in advance of anything i say that's maybe inappropriate uh uneducated uh, slimy, sleazy, cheesy. Uh, you can blame all that on COVID-19? I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, <laughs> this is the new bulletin straight from the uh, people that do COVID bulletins. So is that, is that, so is that what said? This is you, from like, Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Well, listen, it, hopefully it is just a flu. I mean... Hopefully it is just a flu. I, yeah. I guess what you got to go test just to make sure. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing. I mean, I think we're we're so t the, the like resources are so crazy. Tasked. Luckily, it's the UFC, so they got to test out the y the yin yang. I'm gonna I'm off tomorrow. They might make so, you pay for it yourself. So yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stay home uh, tomorrow, and I'm gonna gauge and see how I feel. If it if the symptoms get worse or if it feels like you know i have no sore throat right i just got an annoying fucking cough that keeps coming up and it's just the muscle aches and and a giant fucking headache uh it just literally feels like it could be feels the end like of the, the year flu, cold right? or a flu you know and that's what's crazy nowadays right you just gotta you, you don't know and now you every time you think it's oh is it cold yeah and luckily so luckily tomorrow with the schedule we're able to kind of just i'm able to stay home i'm able to just do whatever and even today we we considered like doing this whatever but you're like it's not like i'm swapping spit and throwing whatever yeah. at you or whatever uh, Plus, we bro, like, I got I got antibodies. You got antibodies. I'm good. You're good. You're I'm good. good. I'm pretty sure that the time that you got it, I'm pretty sure I got hit as well. But don't judge me. I was feeling a little iffy. I had a little sore throat, but I was like, dude, if I go get test positive, I was like, we're not going to have coverage. I was Are you like, serious? I was like, junkie, don't do that. <laughs> I didn't junkie know that. Covers. I did not know that. That I had a sore throat. Yeah, yeah, I had a sore throat, and I was just like, oh, I was wow. like, but it was like, I was like, should I go? And I was like, I don't want to be one of these guys that just immediately was like, oh, I feel ill. Uh, yeah, let yeah. me go rush and think that the sky is falling. Yeah, yeah. You know, I literally went just so I could get proof yeah, that you I didn't, didn't even, have it. You didn't even really feel that yeah. bad. You I know? was just like, I want to make sure. Peace of mind. Yeah, honestly, in two days. Everything, all the symptoms were gone. So yeah. I was like, you know, the vaccine did what it was supposed to do or yeah. whatever. So I'm hoping tomorrow uh, with just rest and sleep, maybe some soup and just chilling uh, at the house, I'll feel fine for, for Friday. But if I feel worse, uh, then I'll go get tested just because, you know, I don't want to be just blatantly, you know, throwing it out there or whatever. But, you know, honestly, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm the most homebody motherfucker there is. Ever since they developed the, uh, I'm going to bring you uh, groceries to your house, I barely even go to the store. I mean, I go to the UFC to work, and then I, I, I go home. Love it. I'm very exciting. Love it. I'm very exciting. <laughs> you want to live in Vegas and be high rolling, here you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, listen, it is a special once again. I don't think it's special. I think this is the new night. I love Wednesday nights. Wednesday night. I love Wednesday nights because, you know, we, we just, you know, we wrap Finished up early media at the, the USC Apex. Yep. We roll right over here to Sierra Gold. Only 12 people today. 
Not bad. Not, not bad. Not, not 16 not or 16, 18. Not 18. 12 <laughs> is reasonable. We got through there. But we, we come right over here. We sit down. We grab a frosty beverage, and, and we do it. So uh, I'm kind of like this. Once again, it was kind of necessary this week. Uh, tomorrow morning, actually, at 7 a.m., I'm flying out to Atlantic City for CFFC 104. So hopefully if, you, if you're if you ready for some MMA this weekend, you at least uh, throw that on your schedule for Friday night. We've got a great card over there at CFFC 104. But uh, I'm, I'm digging these new Wednesday nights, man. I think, I think that's uh, – I'm, I'm just. I'm, you know what? It's what. The, it's what the fans. I mean, I'm sure for. we have to. I'm sure, I'm sure we have to consult the board of directors. Yes, yes, um, yes. I'm I sure mean, there has to be an official. Because there's billboards on the strip. They yeah. got to take down. You know, I'm sure that there was. You know, didn't even think the marketing department the, is really yeah, going to be frustrated. All with All the us. emails, those blast emails that get sent around yeah. the world. You know, yeah. that you know clearly detail every day. That I mean, I can't see that stuff. the operations team would be that affected by it. You know, they they roll with the punches. I mean, I pay them so well that uh, they're top notch. Yeah. I mean. They can they can just they can just pivot on a dime. Really, just the marketing people that we didn't probably give them proper lead yeah. time. They're the ones going to be most affected. You know, they're the ones that you never really see. There's so many. They have a whole building that you that we just never make it over to that building. Yeah. You know. So. Well, look, guys, if the team's listening right now, I'm just we maybe jumped the gun on this. I want to apologize to the marketing team yeah. at whole. And uh, you know what? The Christmas bonuses will reflect the extra work that this is going <laughs> to cost you. And thank you. That's it. Thank you for your flexibility. That's it. You know, we'll Don't have Kid Rock come play our our. <laughs> part. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get Kid Rock in for the Christmas Kid party. Kid Rick or something, his cousin or something. That Did you get any reviews person. of the Kid Rick? <laughs> you know, you, everybody everybody that asked had the same sort of, like, uh, response I did where I was like, man, that's pretty cool that he played. I was like, uh, I think I know two songs. I was like. No, I bet you know more. You think you know two Kid Rock songs. But I'm like, maybe? I can't. I know the, I know one of them that I was going to say is the one with Sheryl Crow, and I guarantee he didn't play that one. Didn't play that one. You know, but still, it's Who still knows? Kid Rock. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he pulled somebody from the <laughs> audience and got him. <laughs> I mean, I know he did like that. My name is. Oh, you, you know, have? I mean, you probably open with that. That one, I mean, like, I can just imagine, like, the curtain dropping or whatever. That was what the cool thing about back in the day. And I, that's what I tried asking. One of the staffers today, I was like, did somebody let it out of the bag? Did somebody let the cat out of the bag? Did you know you were getting Kid Rock before? Back in the day, we didn't know who it was. So right, like, right. when we showed up at the party, we had like, anticipation, like who's it going to be, who's it going to be? We would roll in, then there were giant sheets and giant drapes that were covering the stage. We didn't know. Funny enough, the year that uh, Snoop played, the weed made it to the front well before he <laughs> ever like, actually. Is it Snoop? Well before they ever actually <laughs> dropped the curtain, I think we all had contact buzzes. But when they dropped it and there was the reveal, it was like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Yeah, so yeah. that I, I guarantee that same thing happened for everybody uh, the other night as well. I mean, it's still Kid Rock. It's like. That's huge. I mean, they, I'm sure they spent yeah. some decent money, but a lot of the people were like, oh, man, it was cool hearing him. He actually sounded good. But, you know, as he was playing music, I went off to, like, the whiskey room. They had, like, a whiskey room with, like, a cigars or something. So I saw dudes, like, you know, showing pictures of cigars, which is cigar smoke carries through Was it at the everywhere. Apex? It was at the Apex. And people were smoking cigars, you think, yeah. in the Apex? Probably up in the VIP room or in another different room. Because uh, yeah. when we did the last event there uh, – when I was uh, breaking down my stuff, I looked around the corner, and someone was like, oh, yeah, they pulled out the octagon. I was like, why would they pull out the octagon? They're like, oh, they're setting up the stage for the concert. And I was like, oh, shit, so they're doing it here. I was like, I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, you can't even uh, fathom. It's not like Dana and them when they got it. They, it was always about getting something. They could set up their own production. They could put on these, these events, yeah, yeah. save so much money. Now the fact that they're not renting out halls at the Red Rock casinos, they're not – paying all these other things they're just paying for catering they were able to set it up 
do it in their own property and probably got to get a hell of a lot funkier than what they did at the Red Rock because they were at their own property. Mm-hmm. Even at the Red Rock, when you're in the rooms, you can get a little crazy. But even when you're in the bars or whatever, people got pretty wild and people are doing whatever. But you were still in somebody else's establishment. Right. You know, so the fact that they were at their work or whatever, I can see where some might be like, oh, I work every day there. The last thing I want to do is go have a party there. But if you knew that it was you were able to kind of just let loose 1000 percent open bar kid rocks on the you know jamming on the stage you got food you got good food and they usually always have great catered food at least when it was at the red rock so i imagine they still had great catering i doubt they had the kitchen staff just <laughs> put stuff together <laughs> as good say, as they you, are you i bet they like, catered it you think it was like they had, like every media meal we've ever had they had they had all those <laughs> today's like, today's media meal was the leftover yeah. beef and broccoli <laughs> that they served at the holiday meal um, but everybody seemed to enjoy it, man. I was I was jelly. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I saw pics of it and I was like, oh man, uh, I was a little, I was a little jealous, you know. But I was happy that they were getting back to a sense of what it was before. Like yeah. for many years, they stopped doing the live concert. It's been a while, right? A long time. You know, they were doing like, hey guys, we're doing bowling night and we're doing whatever, which is cool and it's fine. But when you go from Fucking kiss chili rock, peppers. you know. <laughs> chi- yeah, go for Snoop Dogg, and then you got Chili Pepper in the next year, and then it's like, oh, we're supposed to have No Doubt and Gwen Stefani, and then it's like, oh, well, we can't have them right now. She's pregnant, or blah blah blah, and then it was just like nobody, nobody, and then they had uh, they had that blues musician whose name is escaping me right now. Uh, they people said they liked it, but it was another friend of Dana's. I mean, these are people that are friends of Dana. Yeah, Dana reaches out and does whatever, and he's able to get them. So. Uh, it's not like they, they voted on, hey, guys, who do you want to play at the party? It's like, who has the connections with Dana? But they're always solid performers. But right. everybody seemed to make it like they had a, a, a great time. Um, but, yeah, you know, good for them. I mean, like, Dana, if anything, if there was ever a signal to what Dana said at the press conference the other day when somebody asked him, look at the year in review. How was this year for the UFC? And he was like, record year, record year, better than ever. And if there was anything to sort of th- prove that, yeah. look at the holiday party. They started spending again at the holiday party. They brought a huge artist out to enjoy all the hard work that they did, yeah. you know. And as much as some people might say, "Oh, what's that for the fighters?" Blah, blah, it's a totally different thing, you it's know. A different like, side of the business. It's a different side of the business. Let the staff that get so overworked and just underpaid and undervalued. Let them have their one night that they can just. You know, beat their chest. Let's fucking go and have would the, do that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and have their moment. And uh, everybody seemed to be uh, really, really happy with it. So I'm super, super stoked that they had a, a a great year that they could bring that back. That was one yeah. of the best memories I had of uh, working at the UFC because my first year when I started working there it was I started the middle of the year and the holiday party was like three or four months later and i was like oh my god this company is insane i started working at it and five months later i'm seeing uh snoop dog on like, stage. what have i gotten what myself I got into? into this is pretty like your cool. first event rampage slaps you in the <laughs> face your first christmas party you're, you're, you're like what is this company that i'm a part of you know so good on them you know as much as 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 people you know gripe about the pay and do other stuff you know they have some of the hardest working staff members. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate so much what those guys do, and they try to do it with as much as a smile as they can in an environment that is very, very tough and very, very demanding. A lot, of, a lot of thankless work. Oh, you know, so much. And, uh, and and a lot of work. And you're right, man. It's it's round the clock for these people, man. They all wear multiple hats too. It's like your job might be like, oh, you have to do this, but it's like, oh, 
we have this need over here, but hey, the broadcast is going. We have to get this done. Like, you're like, oh, well, I want to go home and spend time with the family. We have a deadline. You're like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to see my family tonight, you know? And that's just kind of the culture. Is that good? No, but is that it's something tough, right? that you exists up, in, the, in this world? It does. You yeah, know you I mean? end up burning through some people, but, that's you know, it. it's, uh, it, it is. It's cool. Like you said, it's cool that they get, you know, treated VIP. They get the royalty treatment at once. So, well, listen, while we're talking about that, you know, it's, fun, it's funny. You mentioned before we sat down and start recording, I was working on a story. Um, it, and it kind of relates this in, a, in an indirect way because, you know, a lot of, a, little, a big story over the last couple of days was that the UFC was going to make the athletes in the corners pay for their own COVID tests. And, of course, it was Ariel Hawani who put out that initial report. Um, the UFC has since issued uh, an official policy literally just minutes ago that said uh, that's not the case and, and actually um, kind of went out of their way to, to label the reports uh, incorrect and irresponsible. So, um, mm. yeah, and, and, and Ariel, uh, to his credit, came back and said, no, it's not incorrect or irresponsible. I have proof that, you know, this is what was going on. I will say this. Um, and it might have been for some some. Here's what, here's what I think kind of happened. Know. Here's what I think kind of happened. And I talked to some people behind the scenes. Here's what I guess happened. And, and of course, I mean, we know Ariel as a reporter. You know, he's going to stand by his word. And, and, he's you know, he understands the type of information you need to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he's out there just, you know, irresponsible. His sources are pretty darn His sources are pretty good. Yeah, pretty reputable. Here's <laughs> what I think happened. Again, this is me guessing, but here's what I think happened. Um, the fight. This week's fighters were the first week's fighters that were asked to go get the tests on their own, okay? So USC Fight Night 199, uh, Lewis versus Dawkins, which we'll talk about in just a minute. These were the first group of athletes that were asked to go get their own testing. Was Up it to this everybody point, or just the everybody. unvaccinated? Everybody. No, it's everybody. everybody. Yeah, so okay. we, we, we speculated that maybe because, you know, that was when I initially saw that report, that was my initial speculation too. So for people that don't know, and I'm sure this is happening all over the country, yeah. but here in Las Vegas, the major hotels are saying, look, we can't require our employees to be vaccinated, but here's what we're saying. If you're not vaccinated, you got to go get tested every single week, and yep. it's on you to pay for it. Yep. And so what happens? The employees go, well, I'm not going to do that, so yep. I'll go get I'll vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. So that's yep. when, when the fir first report when the report first came out, that's what I thought. I was like, ooh, I bet it's for the unvaccinated people, yep. and that's the way the U.S. – no, that's not the case. It's for everybody, okay? But here's what I think happened is, is – so those, so up till now, the UFC has been shipping tests to uh, all the athletes so that they can take it themselves, ship it back in, get it all done, and that's how it gets cleared, right? Um, and the, the thinking behind that was we'll make it as easy on the athletes as we can because you'll remember at first it was kind of tough to get uh, tests in some places. Yeah. Well, now it's pretty easy to get tests anywhere. Yeah. And in fact, and that process seems completely foolproof. You yeah, know, just sending tests. To well, that's letters. the other thing. I'll be honest with you; those <laughs> in-home tests. Are you, t dude? Are, are you? If you gave me a swab and yeah. told me to stick it up my nose, bro, it's it's touching yeah. like maybe the bridge. Because I nose. got two different ways. Like when everybody was talking about the nasal test, I was so fearful of getting the nasal test. And one of the first times I had a nasal test, I swear to God, I was like, did she even really enter the nasal cavity? It was just like right on the inside. She was like, you know, blow your nose so you get a little bit of your goo in right, there, or whatever. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe that's. Maybe that's the kicker. Right. As long as they're getting pay dirt, you know, maybe you don't need to go further <laughs> down into the throat, you know, if they're making you clear that stuff up. Because if your nose is completely dry and you're just swabbing right in that area, while it's much more pleasant than sticking it down the back of your throat, you're not going to get what you need to test or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, when I got my first nasal test, I was like, what was everybody bitching about? I was like, that was nothing. And then I realized, oh, I didn't get to the same degree that the first wave right. of people were they were of like course. gagging. Like I oh. watched your video, I watched Bro. Adam Hill's video, I watched 
all these videos, and I was like, dude, I'm never going to test that Bro, one. I don't I, ever want to do that. I hate it all. That Jacksonville one, man, that messed me up. So you're right about that. So I've always wondered about these home tests, how good they could be anyway. Yeah. That, to me, is not why they did this. But from my understanding, is like, basically what happened was the people that I talked with said, look, it is so low cost now. There's some places right now you can go get it for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're like, it's, CVS pharmacies it's so easy. They're like, yeah. it's just much easier to just have the athletes go get the test and send it in. But it was never going to be costing. But here's what I think happened. From what I was told, the UFC never intended for the fighters to be out of pocket for it. I mean, if you think about the millions of dollars that they've already invested at this point, what do you think they're yeah. trying to save 50 bucks? You know, come on. What are they going to save per card? But what happened was this was the first week of fighters, and I think what happened was somebody probably who is used to, you know, getting their test shipped to them was told to go get the test themselves, and they were like, what, we're going to have to pay for testing now? And maybe they talked to a medical coordinator. Maybe they didn't. From what I understand, the policy literally just went out today yeah so these athletes were being asked to do to something pay something up front even though they would get reimbursed but they didn't know they were going to be reimbursed ah, because gotcha. the policy was not distributed until today gotcha. that makes so a lot i of think sense. what happened was this was a work in progress right and and not all the communication necessarily got done and so somebody went to ariel of course and was like you're not going to believe what they're making yeah. us do now they're making us cover our own testing it's yeah. like no hold on we asked you to go do it this time we fully intended to pay you back. Yeah. Obviously, all the on-site testing is still happening. Yeah. The residents in, the Holiday in, they're still doing. Yeah. So all that stuff is still happening. So, um, and I don't want to make it seem like, because I'm not trying to bash Ariel. That's that's definitely not what I'm doing here. So I don't want to make it sound like that. I think what happened was whoever told him what was going on. Again, he says he has proof that that's not the case. But in talking to the people with the UFC, at least, yeah. I think maybe there was a bit of a miscommunication. And there could have been like two two drafts of a document that comes out and said this is how we're addressing it. And if the first draft that came out. Did didn't properly state, hey, we will reimburse you or we will do whatever. Maybe it was this just initial, like, something that where maybe at the bottom it said, contact us if you have questions. Right. And, you know, where, it, but while they read is like, oh, hey, we have to go get this test on our own and send the results in. Whereas if they call them, they say, oh, no, no, no yes, sorry, sorry, yes, no, we're going to reimburse you for it. We just need you to go get the test. And maybe yeah. they send out a, a, a different document. So I could see where there could be a version where they're like, I have proof. I have this, this, this. Right. That's like, well, dog, you know, you got how many drafts of the of the fight card go out before it's done? Did you see the mistake on the fight card today? No. I had both of them listed at ESPN uh, plus prelims. Oh, they both said prelims. Ah. And I was just like, oh, that's another draft. Oh, yeah, but you're right. I see it right here. In fact, I had the fight card in front of me. They both say prelims. Hey, there's no main card this week. Yeah, Yeah, easy <laughs> night. But that's the thing. Like, drafts come and go. I mean, like, yeah. uh, it just depends on which one. Like, if you take what you have in front of you as gospel, you could go online right now and say, I have documentation that says there is no ESPN Plus mains. I have the fight card. Right. Just two different levels of right. prelims. But they could say, well, no, 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 that's not yeah, true. It's just a, a typo or whatever. It's just a typo, just whatever. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I like you said. I, I just mean, think it's easy. I think people jump on it right away because I saw everybody like, oh, my God. The UFC just said they had a record yeah. year, and now they're making athletes cover the cost of the test. Yeah. I can't believe that. But some, what I would say to people is sometimes when, when you read something that seems so ridiculous – that like, you're like, how does that even make any yeah. sense? Maybe pause for a second and dive a little further. Hold yeah. on, yeah, something's not adding up here. This isn't making sense. And yeah. again, I'm not, I'm not, and not in any way am I trying to bash Ariel or say he got anything wrong. If he says he has proof, then I'll believe him. He's obviously yeah. a very established reporter. And that's I the thing, think like, there was some miscommunication along the yeah. line. Because if you think about it, he's built what he's built for himself is great. The last thing he wants to do is go out and put false information and then put your name behind it. 
I'm sure for whatever he put out, he was completely 100% sure that what he was putting out was absolutely right. correct. Right. You know, things change. We put stuff out sometimes, and then you have to do a correction. You know, yeah. like, it happens. I doubt there was any sort of, if it was incorrect at the time, I doubt there was any sort of malicious intent or any sort of, you know, subversive tactic that he's trying to, like, I'm going to get this out, and I just yeah. want people to talk about it or whatever. Like, that's not, I've never known Ariel to be that way. Yep. I guarantee what he did was what he acted upon the information that he had his hand at that time, and he believed it to be completely right, and it's, it probably was at that time. At that time, it's just if you if you think about it, and I was told again, I was the the folks I, was, I spoke to, and I spoke to a couple people at the USC said, look, there was never any intention of us passing the cost on to the athletes. Um, and again, you know, somebody can sit back and be like, well, I don't trust the USC; they're lying to you, and that's fine if you feel that way. But what I would say is, I mean, look at how much money we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Think about what we're talking about. Fifty dollar tests. That's where the UFC is going to cut money on. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. that's. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the PR hit from that would be like ridiculous because yeah. it would look absolutely stupid if you're like, hey, you're required to have this test by the way, but but we're not paying. And I can tell you right now, when especially it, with Dana at the helm. Like when <laughs> when the report first came out, I reached out to PR and 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 I'll just say PR told me like, I'll be honest with you, I have not heard this, but I will find out what's going on. With you. So I mean, yeah. again. I think it was a work in progress. I think it was a miscommunication. I know it's 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 easy sometimes to villainize the UFC, but I don't think in this yeah. particular case that's exactly what was going I, on. I I agree with you 100%. And the thing is like and when I say like, you know, as long as Dane is at the helm like Dana, you know, while he will come out and say like this is bullshit, this 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 this, of course he's never going to pass the buck on something like that to his fighters if he knows that this is what we're being asked by the state to put on an event. They want these tests, they want this whatever. Of course we're going to take care of our fighters. That's what they've always done. Right. I mean, when it got to a point where they were putting no events, what did he do with his staff? He kept his whole staff, minus Fiasco Jones, on <laughs> the books. <laughs> he kept the whole staff except on. Except for one guy. Except for one guy who happened to go on there and make a bad joke about another executive. Shh. <laughs> that wasn't even a good joke. It was like... Like, whatever. It was, like, so lame, but whatever. Hmm. Rehire fiasco. Pour one out hashtag, for the homie. <laughs> hashtag rehire fiasco. Hashtag he seems agree. to be sort of higher. He, I mean, he seems to be happy where he's at. Uh, there was not uh, He a didn't media get to the creator. Kid Rock concert, though. <laughs> That's true. I don't think fiasco is a big Kid Rock person. No, I can't see that. I think Kid Rock's a little too happy for him. I think he'd be like, <laughs> grunge it up or something. I mean, like, it's funny. When Charlie was a baby, his, his kid, he was listening to, like, death metal and like stuff and I'm just like what are you doing to your fucking baby fiasco like stop he's gonna be just like you and he turns <laughs> up nobody wants that <laughs> nobody wants another fiasco oh my goodness and One he's fiasco. our friend and he's oh, I our love him. friend I tease with him uh, I tease I tease but there was a position opened up at uh, MGM right now I was asking for a video uh, manager of something, and I was going to fucking push it towards Fiasco. Like, dude, you should try to reach out because casinos, man, even though the MGM for a while there was hurting. Not now. I think, I think they're, back on, they're back on the men, man. Casinos so that's probably like a good, a good deal. So. Casinos are crushing. <laughs> he wants to get out from underneath that fitness company. I mean, <laughs> right now he's working in his passion, so it's got to be difficult <laughs> to walk away from it. You know what I mean? Like, oh. you, know, you know our group of friends in fitness. Shamuga. Shamuga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, UFC Fight Night 199. Uh, I will not be there, of course, on Saturday night. You will. The young Mike Bond is with you Maybe. as well. 
That is true. Will depend on how this test result comes <laughs> back. Uh, you may or may not be there. We'll, we'll yeah, we're going to hope for the best. We're going to hope. For we'll the best. hope for the best. If not, it might be the young Mike Bond uh, rolling video duties on his own. Well, he'll at least be shooting. I'll still be doing that remotely or whatever. Which is the great thing about this. Like you know, with like because the great thing about this, like disease and other little stuff. <laughs> please, well, that's what, that's please what tell me is. the great thing well, well, about is COVID nineteen. Is that it's not completely debilitating. Like we can actually oh, yeah, be yeah. home. And do the work that we need to. It's not like I need to be uh, at least <laughs> anywhere I'm feeling where. I mean, I'm not trying to lighten the thing. There are some serious cases. No, where no, people no. Are actually but on. So far, the with most the vaccine, part, it seems yeah, like for the most part. Most people can work from home yeah, yeah. and they're fine. They I could have worked. Like when I was at home. and I, 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 To be you honest did with work. you, I, I did work. The only days yeah. I had off were days I already had scheduled off. Right. You know, so, you know. So that's the worst case is that, you know. Mike, the young Mike Bond might have to be back in the back with the other two media members. Let me tell you something about media day today. <laughs> Let's talk. At one point, there were five of us there. Okay. Yeah. At one point, there were five of five. us. Three of us worked for MMA Junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Three of us worked for MMA that's, Junkie. That's the funniest part. Is like because there's some media days. There's not even five. Media. Right. But the fact that there were three from one outlet today uh, was pretty epic. And I then was at surprised. one point, and then at one point, they pulled Diego. Yeah, Diego uh, went because to go he to went to go in the back in the so back. That he could do his scrums in Portuguese because he works for a Portuguese language yeah, site. Imagine that. So then there were four, and three of us worked for <laughs> MMA Junkie. That was a. Uh, if there ever felt like a media day where it's just like, yo, this is the end of the year, and we got like three weeks off coming up, it was today. <laughs> It was today. So funny, but we still brought it. You still we, brought it. You I still, still brought I, it. I tried like to do every it. every every media per, or I'm sorry, every fighter that came in there, none of them had on their face like, oh, this is what they have. The only person that kind of played around with it was was Derek. All right, so Derek, <laughs> played, that was, it actually didn't. That was so much. So fun. if you want to go check out the Derek, I mean, obviously most people probably want to check out Derek anyway. But I did think Derek was in really good form today oh, because you know what I'll say this because he's always entertaining. But I think sometimes he doesn't really feel like giving answers, like so yeah. he just kind of like gives jokes. Today I thought we he see that really from a lot of fighters too, where they're like they're like ask me anything that's not yeah. fight related. But today he was good, you know. He yeah. he talked about the fact that which I didn't realize this, and I remember, and, and maybe I missed it, but you know he was talking about the Cyril Gaon fight and how it was the 13 year anniversary to the day that he walked out of jail. Now I do remember. Them That's crazy. I do remember them playing packages before that fight about, like, you know, where he had come from and what he had gone through. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody knew that was the 13-year anniversary because I don't remember hearing that. So That's I, a I, huge, huge that is huge. speaking point. And, and he was saying, man, because I think we all felt that night, right, that he looked like he was feeling the pressure. Like we all shocked. said. like it, Yeah. But we thought it was, you know, title fight in front of his hometown in Houston. Yep. This isn't good. Yep. And he said today, no, it wasn't that. He's like, I want to keep fighting in Houston. I love Houston. It's my hometown. I want to keep fighting there. He's like, it was just that day. In my head, I was thinking, man, on the day I walked out of prison, on the anniversary of that, I could become a UFC champion. And, like, I imagine at that point, man, you're just it, it just does weird things to your head. So yeah. he gave some great answers. So he, he really did get some thoughtful, insightful answers today. But there was one point where he was like, uh, like how many of y'all are there here? Because there was only I think <laughs> there was two, I think there were still five of us at that point. Maybe we were down to four at I that think point. There were just four of us. So at we were that just point. down to four. Yeah, so yeah. he was like, so so we just started making jokes about uh over to your left, uh down here in front, over to your right. You know what I mean? Like and he was he was cracking up. So he was in good spirits. Derek, Derek was in good spirits today. I uh, you guys I should it. go go back and listen to it. I mean, like he was he was definitely like, and I think that's one of the things. Like I think people have gotten Derek on some fight weeks, and some people are like, oh, is he taking it serious? Is he whatever? I think if you're at that level, 
you need to do what you need to do to stay stay comfortable stay easy like if you know that you're going to have issues dealing with like even fight week stuff here's another big week it's not title implication but it's still a main event the pressure Dude. that he has to carry on it so that means he's feeling at unease and he needs to make awkward jokes during the during the media day that's fine like that sounds completely normal to me but i can see where some people are like man i just wish he would take fight week seriously you know it's like Bro, if you're having millions of eyes look at you and you're feeling the pressure and you need to make an awkward fart joke about being on a plane, make the fart joke. <laughs> Which he did. Which he did, and it was <laughs> fucking hilarious, you know. I, I love – I mean, I love Derek. I, like, I, you know, listeners of the show know I've – I've homered for Derek forever, and I'll I'll continue homering until the end of my days or whatever. Uh, there's some there's some people that uh, when you reach a point where you just you vibe with the person, you you get it, you know. Like I've had the man over to to like break bread at my house, you know. Like you know, he was like Heather's favorite like fighter. Right. So just like this dude's in my heart. So like when he comes at the fight, I'm like he can do no wrong. I'm like, dude, I love Derek. I was like, this one. I'm like, please, though, please let this be the fight that you get the shit righted because hey. he has a tough, tough dude in front this of him. Is but a I'm tough like, one. man, if you lose to a guy that is on his fifth fight, sixth fight, yep. I'm like, what does that fifth say fight? when you were just you were just fighting for the title, you know? And you know, it gives all it gives me all the worries and all the feels. Like I'm so happy to see him, but I'm also I'm so effing nervous. For him, because where he's at in his career, what this what this fight means for him, yeah, um, I, I'm I, I'm a mess. This, <laughs> this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. Obviously, look for for me, I'm very torn. Obviously, uh, Texan and Derek Lewis, yeah. obviously, you know, a, a, always been good to us, man. You know, and early in his career when we really kind of latched on to him, you know, yep. he, he he took us out to eat crawfish, and you know, I mean, he's always been Mike's? good to us. Is it Mike's yeah, Mike Seafood, man. <laughs> He's he's always been good to us. Then meanwhile, Chris Dawkins, obviously a CFFC yeah. champ. You know, I'm I'm tied to anybody that comes out of that organization because yeah. I've seen them rise. I mean, when you see people go from the regional level trying to yeah. make it to fighting in a UFC main event, and this dude has done it so fast, it's yeah. amazing. And you know, a stylistic matchup that's difficult, right? Because any heavyweight has heavy hands. Now Derek has the heaviest of heavy hands, but Chris yeah. Chris can hurt you with his hands. And, and he hasn't taken damage over no. all these years. He hasn't taken the damage, right? You know, so you figure that his chin's still there. Yep. You know. Yep. And that's the biggest thing you need with these big boys. And Chris has grappling too, man, and that's yeah. that's scary. It's, for, a, it's a scary match. It, it's it's a scary <laughs> really matchup. Is. To be honest with you, um, I I still got to turn in my picks. Uh, you say, let's not talk, let's not talk, let's not talk about let's not talk about you had to turn that in today. Let's not talk about picks. Let's not talk about picks. You had to turn that in today. Let's not talk about picks. I still got to send them in, but let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Let's talk about. You're lucky, Matt Erickson. Let's not talk about picks. Let's not talk about picks. No, listen, my my lead is down, down to two. two. Yeah, down to two. Has he turned in his picks? I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't ask. Oh, that's not right for me to ask that. So that's how know. I fucked up this year because I was trying to battle with you and I fucked myself up. No, so what we're doing? So here's what we do. This is what we always have done, and Matt sent it out that way too. So. Uh, anytime there's a, a, a close battle where it can be decided on the final card, those two people send in their picks privately. So uh, it's not on the group email anymore. It didn't happen before. No, it's always we've I always. I guess I wasn't close when we've I always done it. Done blown yeah, out. we've we've always done it only at first place is yeah. up for grabs. If it's if it's you know the difference between fourth and seventh or whatever it doesn't yeah. matter. But if first place is up for grabs. We've always said you send in your picks privately. So I haven't sent my picks in. I got to send them in tonight. Uh, but. 
Yeah, I'm two ahead. I've never won. I've been second. I've been third. I've been. I've been you obviously. Pick it up, son. I've been Listen, a part of this. this. This podcast already has one championship. We need a second championship. The, the real fight expert of <laughs> of of our podcast is you, and I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to weasel in there. You know. You know. I mean, when you're looking for stats, the the, the little hidden knowledge of things, you know. You go to Coke Coffee. I, I got you. I got you. I tell you what, though, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards, Do- I'm leaning towards Dawkins in this one because and it's of that. not a bad play, it really, because really of that, isn't. you know. And, and I think he's actually the betting favorite as well. So it's not like I'm making some shocking revelation. Uh, but you know, for Derek, I do look at this as it's, it's not a bad spot because you know, I mean, if you lose, it's not great. It's but the great thing spot, about Derek yeah. is Derek is Derek is so popular. Yeah. And that. You know, you can put him anywhere in the division. So if he loses, I don't think it totally screws him up. You know, one of the other guys that was very popular, Yoel Romero. Ah, true. And they got rid of him. True. But you're right. I think Derek definitely doesn't. I mean, maybe his popularity is so high, but I mean, like, this is so dangerous for him. I mean, because you're right. I mean, Chris has the ground game. I mean, he's got a chin. He hasn't taken all the damage. He's got the people behind him as well. He was a cop. We just figured out in the press conference or the media day today that he's no longer a police officer because they right. wouldn't let him have the time to to really take a leave of absence to focus. What a t- can we just funny, can we just call, just can we just call out me. the Philly Police Department right now? now Philly, what are you, you know what actually? Doing? I'm not going to call it any police. I, you know what? It must have been a very <laughs> difficult decision for you, considering I'm flying there for the next two weeks. Are you? Well, oh, yeah. you know what? You're on the bad. Philadelphia's finest. I know it's difficult. I, hey, listen, I know that Chris put you in an incredibly difficult position, the selfish bastard. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I mean, if you're in the need for 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 police officers, why get rid of somebody that has ten years of experience? If he's willing to do what he needs to do, take a leave of absence, no pay, and then come back, and I, I, maybe it was the six months that he was asking for. Maybe that was, yeah. maybe that broke the the straw that broke the camel's back. And that if you want to watch this, Chris talked about to this today too. He talked. He did. He, he talked he, about it in the presser. So go back and and and, and do it. And and <sighs> dude, it's just like if there's anybody that needs our respect, you know. Obviously, everybody loves Steepy. Steepy is a, a fine uh, firefighter that sure. helps out with that. Here's. Chris, who's going out and he's a police officer, he's doing what he needs to do. We've had multiple people that have done careers sort of like that, but when it got to the point where it was the tipping point where it's like, am I going to go all in on my MMA career or am I going to try to live in this world where I have a foot in both worlds? And at some point, you have to make that decision, you know? And unfortunately for him, he felt that they pushed him in one particular direction and he jumped all in and... What surprised me and which blows my mind, and if any of you have any sort of connections to police office, uh, uh, police foundations, whatever, so he's a 10-year veteran, and then for him to not uh, do what they wanted to, they're making him go back to police academy. Oh, yeah, they said, they, he said if he, if he leaves and starts again, he has to go At back to the academy. At least that in Philly. He, think, he thinks that if he goes somewhere else, maybe somebody will take that experience, and how would you not? take that experience. I mean, if somebody's got 10 years on the force, you don't just wash that away because you got pissy because he didn't want to, right. you know, try to do both things. I mean, like, he's good enough. Can uh, you imagine, like, and I know he's a long way from this, but can you imagine, like, if he won the heavyweight title, right? What he would bring and, to the... You know what I mean? Yeah, and then... and then Community liaison. Like, send him through the city to do whatever and police whatever. He didn't go to schools. He could do everything. It seems like a no-brainer to me. Like, I don't get it and if you're that hurting for for you know police officers 
I mean, it can't be that uh, a frequent request, right? It right. can't be like, yeah, yeah. Bro, like <laughs> if we let you go fight in the UFC's heavyweight George, division, <laughs> George's over here. He's going for the unanimous, you know, beer tossing <laughs> something. Can you imagine having that conversation? You're like, bro, I mean, look, you're saying it's a special thing just for you, but I mean, really, like everybody here could be fighting. So in the so UFC in the sack race to. this weekend at the state fair. You know, are you going to tell me that he can't train for six months? You know, it just it just seems to me a no brainer, and I'm sure they have their reasons or whatever. Um, it just seems that was the biggest shocking thing that we heard was that a guy here that was able to do both things, and uh, assumingly, I, I assume he did his job decent. You know, to make it ten years without them actually kicking him off the force, he must have been pretty competent. But to have him at the highest point of this career, where you could bring millions and millions of eyeballs to your organization, why would you? ever get rid of him. I don't get it. If, you're, if there's a possibility you could not pay him and just let him go do his thing and then let him come back and work in some time, like, that doesn't make any sense to I don't me. get it. I don't get it. All right, big main event. I will say this for Derek. I mean, you know, Derek did say, by the way, because I thought maybe after that last one, you know, he'd say, I don't care about the title anymore. Like, I'm just like, – I just no, he said, no, I'm, I want to chase the title. I want big fights. I want to I want to get there eventually. Um so we'll see. And if he wins here, the good thing, his popularity, you know, he's he's still right there in the mix. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, you know, Chris Dawkins, he wins here. Now you start talking about him with some very, very elite fighters. So uh, big main event. Uh, I will definitely be tuned in. I think I, I fly home on Saturday, but I'll be home in time to watch that. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, co-main event, Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson versus Bilal Muhammad, I believe <laughs> is how you say it now. I thought you were saying Bilal earlier. Bilal, I think is how you're supposed to say it. Not Bilal, for look, I met him when he was on the region. Like state. not Bilal. I comment. That's right. I commentated his last fight uh, for Titan FC before he got in the UFC. So from before he got in the UFC, I thought his name was Bilal Muhammad. Yeah. He's never told me it's not Bilal Muhammad, but I believe it's Bilal Muhammad. Almost like if it's B E L A U or something. Lao. Or L A O. Yeah, that, that, actually, that's probably a closer like sound L-A-O, to it. Or like L A O, like with like because I know that's like a Chinese sound or something like that. The Lao. I don't think he's Chinese. Obviously <laughs> not. I'm just seeing the letters <laughs> oh, in my okay, head okay. and how you would pronounce that that thing. But yeah, he said that, and I was just like, wow. We're deep. That's gonna mess with me though, man, because you know, like the But like, he never corrected anybody. I know, I know. That's like, like if your name, if we're blatantly calling you the wrong damn name, like just say guys, 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 guys. I keep winning. I'm back here. Let's do something for me. <laughs> let's just all just, let's go through the room. Say this after me. <laughs> just Bilal. make everybody say Bilal? it. Malal. Malal. Sabon. 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 Too good. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I guess that's probably what uh, I'm intrigued by this one, too. That's you know, a good fight. I'm, I'm intrigued by this one, too. This is another one that I'm going to be honest with you. I still got to send in my picks, and I don't know exactly what my pick's going to be because, um, you know, Wonder Boy – I think it's easy to write him off. I think it's easy to write him off. He's been around forever. Can't he hasn't quite Wonder got But you can't write off the Wonder Man. You just can't, right? <laughs> He's so funny. He's like, if Tenacious D comes up with a Wonder Man song, then maybe I'll change my name. Until then, it's Wonder Boy. <sighs> Dude, he, how can you not have uh, – how can you just not love his energy and his positivity? Like, even Blau was like – I can't, he's like, oh, man, he's a terrible guy. I can't – I just – you know, he's just always out there talking stuff. And he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. He's like, dude, he's like, you're kind of a jerk. You know, he, he didn't use that word, but he was like, you're kind of a jerk if you don't like this guy. I mean, he's literally one of the nicest guys. And, like, his style 
if there, there's very few guys that we can point and look at and say, like, you just he just oozes traditional martial arts. That's right. And there's something so special about that. Like, a lot of these kids and a lot of the people that are coming up now started MMA. Mm -hmm. They're MMA fighters. They're very, very well across the whole things. He started Taekwondo and I'm sure Karate and some other little stuff. Of course, yep. But, you know, it's just fantastic. And one of the best things that I took out of what he said today um, was that, you know, he wanted to keep doing that. So even if he's in his 50s, even that just means that he's still doing martial arts and he's putting guys he'll through train his paces. And he'll he's train still forever. doing He'll train forever. And, man, I mean, how can you not want to root for this guy? But, man, that is a tough fight. I don't want to poison your picks. I lean towards Blau on this one. Yeah. He's just so gritty and so I tough. Know. And, I mean, like, he's the kind of guy that he's going to walk forward. Steven needs distance to do what he needs to do. Right. And if Blau is, 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 is not smart and rushes forward just trying to get his hands on him, Steven can catch him with something. Right. But if, if Blau is able to get in there and put his hands around him, he's just going to control him. He's just going to sort of manhandle him up against cages. He's going to just wear the time away. And they only have three rounds to yeah, get this done. And it's kind of like when you fight Wonder Boy, you kind of just got to understand that, like, the fight may be a little bit more boring than you want it to be, but, like, you don't want to get into striking exchanges with him, right? Like, nobody wants to go out there and just have a clinch fest against the cage for, th for three rounds. But, but if it works. Yeah, if you know that's how you get at done. Especially at this level here where these guys are at and what they're trying to do. You know, I think we've reached the point where it's like there, there should be no shame for a lot of these guys when they know that they're near the top and it's like, okay, I can do what got me here. Right. It might not be pretty, but it keeps me winning. It keeps right. me in the W column and it gets me one step closer to the title. Don't feel ashamed about that. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Do what got you there. Don't don't go out there and change your fighting style to make the, the guy in row B section 232 up on the top who's losing his mind. Don't do it for him. Do do what you did to get there. I remember having that conversation years. I mean, this is years and years and years ago, actually, uh, with uh, with Rashad Evans. You know, yes. and he was just saying like, first, Hashad. first of all, yeah, Hashad. I love Hashad. You don't respect Hashad. First of all, <laughs> he he said, uh, you know, and it's so true. He's like, first of all, he's like, wrestling is a martial art. He's like, so yeah. the the idea that wrestling is not a martial art, he's like, it is. And he's like, second of all, he's like, if you don't like it, stop me. Yeah. Stop me! Make it, make me you, not do it. I'm boring. Yeah. I'm, you know, this is. I'm just, you know, it's so true. Yeah, do some. Stop me about. It. <laughs> All right, I'm torn on that one. I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah, it's one. not like anybody's looking at Habib and say, Habib, uh, I'm not going to give you credit for that fight because you are so dominant. It's holding just, me down. I think know? what it is is definitely like it's it's when it gets against the cage and it just stalls there. You know what I mean? For three minutes. Yeah, where it's not like okay, it's not a like, lot of advancing. There's maybe Habib's wrestling was fun, shots. right? Because it was like. Push, rush, yeah. advance, dominate, cr crush, you smash, know. Smash. Smash the soul. That's so true. So true. Uh, all right. Uh, as we continue to go on, Amanda Lamos versus Andrew. Oh, let me – I did say one – I do want to say one thing about uh, Bilal uh, Muhammad. Uh, I'm probably still saying it wrong. Totally. Not even close. There's no <laughs> he's, way it's He's even cringing close. somewhere. He's like, can you just go back to Bilal? Can you just go back to Bilal? He's like, it's, it bothered. his name wrong. He's somewhere and he's like, his nose is itching. <laughs> his ears are burning. He's like – Somebody's butchering my He's name. Like, just go with Bilal. It sounds <laughs> way less stupid than what you're saying now. Um, I do love the fact that, like, I, you know, and maybe somebody else has done it, but I can't think about it. But going from Damian Maya to Stephen Thompson in consecutive fights, like, yeah. the two most specialists in their field Completely in that division. Ends of the That's spectrum. pretty cool that he's doing that, man. Dude, he's Blau is. Uh, if he if you don't. <laughs> if you don't respect him for what he's trying to do, and the, and the and the fighters that he's gone through, 
I mean, it's it's fantastic. But yeah, I mean these these two previous opponents are can be no further apart. I mean, granted, even though I will say a lot of people, just like he said, people were sleeping on Damian Mayan striking at the end of the day, you know, but he got his shit together, you right. know. Is it striking like Wonderboy Thompson? Uh, no. But uh, still, they're two absolute extremes, and that's so crazy. I can see where some fighters might just be like, I just just put me against strikers. Put me against strikers. Let's make this a fast, like, fun, slam, rock 'em, sock 'em fight, you know. And then when you see him get put against wrestling, like, oh, you know, where I was like, oh, it's a striker versus a wrestler. Oh, this could be boring. This, I mean, he's went against two guys that literally he has to have such a well-rounded skill set to be able to, you know, win against these mm -hmm. two guys. That I mean, I envy, I envy what he's able to do because he can't just be a great striker and go in there against Stephen Thompson. You know, he, he's need, he's going to need to be able to do the whole thing and to be able to go in against Damian Maya. That like, Damian Maya is just a freaking jujitsu. <laughs> I love Damian Meyer. Me too. Me too. I miss that guy. <laughs> like, props to who was it? what was that guy's name that did those cartoons? What was that called? Tommy yeah. Toehold. Tommy Toehold. Tommy Toehold. Congrats on making a little meme video that I cannot get that shit well, out of hilarious. my head. That's been years. Uh, but that jujitsu one with Damian right? No, he's doing like commentary or, oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. He's doing I used something. To watch those. those are hilarious. Man. Oh my god, it was his his hard work. He he did so good, but that jujitsu one. Oh my god, I want to this uh, day. I cry when I hear it. I'm hoping. I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but uh, you know, Fury Pro Grappling obviously doing some big things. You see, Rose yeah. Namajunas, Daniel Kelly. Uh, the rest of that card is going to be announced. I haven't even seen the whole card yet, but I heard it's six. So I can't that's wait. That's the one that's happening. That's January. Or, I mean, December thirtieth. Oh, okay. No, that's What's the thing that's happening tomorrow? So the thing that's happening tomorrow is, uh, I think they're calling it the, uh, oh, geez, what's it called? The USC Apex Classic or the USC Fight Pass Classic or something. But it's basically that's like. number one. Yeah, but it's basically like uh, like Quintet was where it's a team grappling event. But it's uh, it's LFA versus CFSC versus uh, Fury uh, FC versus uh, James Krause's Fighting Lions Championship. That's so cool. It's very what a cool. Unique it's idea. Very cool. I wish I was. I wish I was going to be there, but um, well, I still got to fly. But I'm gonna watch it on Fight Pass. I'm excited. So cool. From what I understand, uh, though, unfortunately, I think the LFA team is like just stacked. Like yeah. I, I only know two people that they have, but I know they have uh, Rafael Lovato and Davi Hamos. And yeah. like to be honest with you, like I don't think they need anybody else. Yeah. Like what team is Daniel Kelly on? Oh, she's doing an individual match. Oh, okay. She's doing an individual she's match. Such a stud. I know. Like Rose is, or that Rose one. I mean, like she's got her hands full. Yeah, like, that'll be on December thirtieth. I mean, oh my lord. Yeah, Danielle Kelly's fighting badass. tomorrow night and December thirtieth. She really? Yeah, she's so doing she, both of them. Who's she taking on tomorrow? I don't know. I'm not sure what the matchup is tomorrow. Man, she's a little badass. Man. Yeah. It's it's so. We talk a lot of times as much as we talk about MMA and how you have to be well rounded. There's something so spectacular about these specialists that are mm -hmm. so finely tuned in one particular discipline yep. and they are literally just leaps and bounds above everybody else yep. i mean and danielle kelly i mean she is just fantastic the first time we saw her was she at quintet three one of the ones but i remember i couldn't remember if she was on that but i remember we I saw her on different I other think ones she was. and i remember i was like oh look at this you know i remember there was uh, some of the other ones i saw her she, she took on cavio just yep, worked her. Uh, Roxy. Roxy, which right there. I mean, like, if you don't Mine think out. she's got skills, what she was able to do to Roxy, I mean, like, it's so it's so fancy. It's like when you watch, like, Craig Jones and some of these other cats. Peace. We're just like, what's the point of having the match? You know, you, you just almost want to just give it up, but you're like, no, let's give him a chance. You, you know, it's 
a grappler's chance, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm anxious for the uh, for the Rose match. Like she's she's going up. I, I saw the other day. I think it's I think it's 128 pounds, where she usually fights at like 115. And no, are they going to do like that striking jujitsu? No, 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 no. What do they call it? Combat jujitsu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. We're just yeah. so we're just yeah, just regular jujitsu. But Tinker Kelly's so fantastic, she's man. Good. But man, if Rose needed a little extra something, give her that little combat. Let her just bitch slap somebody. I, yeah, I think she would bitch slap me and knock me the fuck out. <laughs> honestly. She's a, she's I love Rose. I bet Rose would knock me. I'm the not fuck arguing out. with you. I'm not arguing with you. I think she might. I'm like you'd be like, go coffee. You gonna get up? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, just put my my, mar Wait, my grave tap? marker right there. Would you tap out? She didn't even have a. You know? <laughs> like they said her name and she smacked the fuck out of me and I was waking <laughs> up a week later. Yeah, I mean, I do look. This is the final uh, USC event of the year, but we got some great grappling events to, to close this out. Yeah. yeah, Thursday night, USC Fight Pass. I'll definitely be watching that one. That should be cool. Market calendars, December 30th. That'll be in Philadelphia. Uh, I, I, I like grappling, and, um, you know, I, I know some people might not have tuned in to this, but when you get the crossover athletes, I think it's fun. When you have a Rose yeah. Nama Unis, when you have, you and know, they love Sean it. Brady's going to be on they there. Kevin Holland's going to be That's on there. It's so fun, man. As long as we don't get some, like when we saw – Cub Swanson do quintet three. Ah, he, he, ah, yeah, I know. I'm not trying talking. to jinx it, but he, but he fucked his knee up. You I know. know. Like, that's the only issue when it comes with that's this crossover thing. That's the scary part is that, but that's the nature of this sport, you know. These ankle locks, these knee locks, all this other stuff, but it's like, it, are the UFC guys and these other fighters, are they too... Is it is it the fact that the the move is so good and so quick that they don't have a chance to tap, or is it a matter of pride gets in there like I can get out of this, I can get out of it. And the next thing you know, I think it's a little bit of both. You have an injury. It's probably a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Right? Yeah. Because you don't want to be that UFC guy or the UFC gal that, that especially that when it comes to it the leg locks, where like the grappling specialists. Because you don't so know until it's already fucked up. Yeah, right? the, the the grappling specialists are so good at those that man, it, it happens in a heartbeat. You know what I yeah. mean? And like you're. You're not used to it being torqued that fast because God, the, the skill level. Fucking hard oh beat. yeah, you can completely script. I it. would just tap my arm. I'm like, bro, I hear I can't feel this until it's done. I'm like, they just wrap their arm around me. I'm like, tapping, 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 done. So true. A lot of good grappling <laughs> coming up. I'll be watching it starting with Thursday night. All right, Amanda Lemos versus Angela Hill. Uh, a, a big matchup there. Amanda Lemos. This, this to me, this is. This is where we find out if she's the real deal, right? She's got this great yeah. win streak going. She's got these first-round finishes. You know, God, I'm dying to know your picks. Uh, uh, when are you going to put your picks in? Are you going to give a little, little, little clue? To I think the, tonight. To the I, I got to send them tonight. I think I got to send them tonight. Well, break it down. But I, I want you to. You got to give me one of the fights. You can't just make me wait till tomorrow. I want you to pick and, and pick one of the fights that's like a toss-up that you think you want to pick. I'm interested to see who you would pick in this Lemos one. But if I'm only going to get one fight from you. It could be a different one, but no. I mean, Lamos is a big favorite according to the odds makers. Big. big favorite, and I and I think I am. I, I think she is the real deal. I honestly do think she is the real yeah. deal. Um, but I think this is going to be the one where she, where she proves it for sure. Where she That's proves good. it for sure. But uh, but I like Angela Hill. You know, look. And again, I'm not discounting Angela Hill. Yeah, Angela Hill. I think stylistically, as she said. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to strike. I'm not afraid to get hit. I'm going to yep. mix it up. She's like, yes, she's had some impressive finishes, but it hasn't been against the elite of the yep. division. And all those are very legitimate questions. So She's so I fast and so powerful. Like Angela Hill, like watching her when she's on is so fantastic to watch her move. She's just so quick and so at ease, you know, that uh, – she gener she's like when like when Connor like a lot of times when Connor was smaller, not the the current uh, light heavyweight version of him, uh, <laughs> he generated so much power with his speed and his quickness, and that was like Angela. She's able to generate a lot of speed and a lot of power because she's so quick. 
But, I, you know, her record doesn't reflect, I think, how good that she actually right. is. I think it's just a matter of she's just running into absolutely incredible opponents on the other side, you know. I think she has every capability to well, win this fight. And she even said, you know, she hasn't always necessarily strung everything together well. Or she gets in spots and she doesn't work well. But yeah. athletically and skill-wise and her ability to scrap, you're absolutely right, man. I and think her she, hair is fantastic. Hair is fantastic. Yeah, Unfortunately, you have to braid that stuff for <laughs> fights. But, man, looked amazing I like today. how she was picking that shit out a little bit. I was like, God damn, that shit looks good. She's so fucking She's hot. She's like, sit down, Sean O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to cover my shit. My shit's beautiful. So true. So true. So I, I did go lame up from now on. Rafael Sunsell versus Ricky Simone. I say I'm, I'm going. I'm going Ricky Simone in that I, one. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll go Ricky Simone in that one. Um, I, I, Sunsell, to me, obviously, you know, a guy that's been doing it forever. Um, a guy that says he's re-energized now. You yeah. admitted, you know, this last year was tough for him, um, but man, it's just tough at, at this point. You know, he's. he's uh, He's one of us old guys. Yeah. He's one of us Is old guys. Is it the bigger guy now. coming down on a streak that you're kind of leaning towards? I mean, like, I mean, like, Tapology still lists him as a featherweight, you know? I mean, like, I mean, are you see, I mean, Simone is powerful. He's super, super powerful. But we've seen him sort of break down when, when the, the pressure has been there in time, you know? I mean, I feel like he's got that confidence flowing in. I feel like he's kind of the younger, more active, faster. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like he's maybe going to be able to See, he's to, 29. to outwork him, you know? Where's, where's Rafael coming oh, He's got to be 38, 39 at this point. 39. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And coming, as much as we try to say. Coming off severe injuries. That's the thing with that, that always gets me and I always mess up is that I still always want to go back to my memory of a fighter and what they've been able to do. And you stop looking at the little details. You know, same with like Jacare. Jacare for, for yeah. me forever, I was like, I will never pick against Jacare. And now you see an older Jacare that's lost. You're like, when did that happen? You know, you're like, yeah, you're like, when all of a sudden did he get old? Not that his old is like my old, where I feel bad walking to the fucking bathroom here. <laughs> you're like, he's doing high level jujitsu and, and, and mixed martial arts. But, um, that's crazy. I didn't look at the I didn't look at the age difference. That is that's big. Ten years, I mean that's not that's not as easy to just sort of like say, Oh, okay, you know. That's big. It's just a number. That's a big number, man. That's a big, big number. Here's the and other he's one. He's got mullet power. Here's oh he does have mullet power. It's Here's the other one that's great. tough. Matash Gamrot versus Diego Fajeda. Fajeda the more proven commodity in the UFC, but Matash has that insane record. Yeah. Um, you know, after the initial setback, against a guy, by the way, that, that uh, I rate, you know, that I, that I think is a, a talented fighter, um, and, and, you know, just went out and absolutely demolished Jeremy Stevens last time out. 19-1 and one is insane. Yeah, nobody demolishes Jeremy Stevens, oh. man. <laughs> Diego Fajeda, though, a, a guy that I think has been consistently underrated throughout yeah. his career. Um a, a guy that I've always been interested in, you know, he does. You know, we've talked about today the the nine hour drive back and forth between the the RGV and and, and Dallas to train. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, he's got safe power. He, he does have safe. He got that safe corner, man. Like I, I will, I will go on the record and say, safe, safe's got. He's, he's a bit of a trump card at times when you are down and out. There's nothing like a dude yelling you and saying what he needs to say, like. But maybe that's me homering as well. I mean, like, that'll only go so far because we've seen some of his fighters recently lose. Uh, but I hate to admit that. But, um, dude, this is a really, really good, good fight. And it's, like, another one where it's, like, two guys that are very, very nice guys. Yep. Like, I mean, this whole card, like, 
you don't see any like there's no the personalities that you're just like oh man so and so man he's a real d bag I hope so and so gets him <laughs> like this this card Not that we is would like, ever say that about anybody <laughs> we're professionals yeah <laughs> as we drink another beer uh, like this is a card of like good people like it's tough man and you're in a, a tougher spot because the picks are now getting down the wire where it's uh. like I'm often I'm way too often swayed by my personal feels of a fighter and how I actually like how they carry themselves. You know, if they're a good person, I'm, I'd, I'd more rather pick the good person than the guy that's like just the shit talker if the skills are sort of equal. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. But, man, you got the, you got the safe, you know, trump card. I'm like, damn. I got a homer. Even though you haven't homered a couple times this year. So don't let me sway you. If you're not feeling it, don't homer. Bring the trophy home for the MMA Roadshow. Don't let me homer it. Oh, no. Bring it home. Pick pick the smartest one. Like, uh, I mean, Diego, I think one of the great things about him, do you feel confident that in this fight he can carry that durability and that speed and that power all the way through if he doesn't have his way right from the get-go, or is he going to wear down? I mean, I think his durability is there, and I think that, you know, like, I, I love his heart. I love his scrambling. I love his, you know, just kind of ability to make it a fight. But, you know, and Mattel said it today. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's, like, he's got good jujitsu. No question about it. He's like, but I got that new school jujitsu. You know what I mean? We're sitting here talking about grapplers he's and about, so like, the evolution badass, of it. Man. I know. And he's like, I, you know, now if Diego can keep it on the feet. And hurt him. Yeah. Now but we're we talking. haven't seen anybody hurt him. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm it's so tough. I, it's funny because I want to call him Mateus, and it's not at all. No. It's but his name is spelled don't so mis, don't weird. Mispronounce somebody's wow. name throughout their entire career. That would be ridiculous <laughs> of you. He goes up there, I'm like Mateus. He's like, who? Huh? Who? My name's Mateus, motherfucker. <laughs> don't make me come over and pretzel, like wrap you into a pretzel, motherfucker. What but is it? What is it about these uh, slick ass grapplers and their glasses, right? Charles I, Oliveira got them glasses. Matos got them glasses. Fun, like you know, uh, it's funny. I think I don't know, when I was younger, everybody used to always joke about glasses, and they would say, "Oh, they look nerdy." Or whatever. I think glasses are super attractive and sexy now. Not that I'm. And saying you thought him. that after these past two no, no. UFC <laughs> events? <laughs> I look at Matos. I'm like, my God, he's got glasses on. No, but I, I just think people people give glasses a rough uh, a rough, you know, I don't know, play. If you have glasses and you're rocking it. Fucking rocket. I think glasses are attractive. Uh, by the way, folks, this is the COVID-19 talking. Please excuse uh, COVID-19. I am the, co the COVID-19 is definitely that. In fact, that right there, was an, that qualifies as a positive test. Right? Just that last statement alone. We now know. So, so what, you, you don't like the glasses? Cold copy. No, I, I just something I've never even thought of. They're sexy. Sir, I'm a married man. I don't allow myself. I don't allow myself Put, to have a wandering guy. Go home. Guy. Take some random glasses, sunglasses. Put them on your girl, <laughs> and and just look at her and be like, "Oh yeah." And then do that Simba, that weird Simba thing that everybody's doing on TikTok. Have you seen that? What is it? It's so weird. Like they take like some like goo or something, and they go up, they walk up to them, and they spread it on their forehead, and they're like Simba. It's a weird TikTok thing. I don't know. You're on TikTok. I look at it. Well, no, most of the TikToks go on Instagram. So I see it on Instagram. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's not me talking. This is the COVID. It's the, it's, 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 it's the COVID worm that loves glasses and Simba. Who knew? Coke coffee. TikTok enthusiast. 
was like, I've been working on my dance routine, man. <laughs> just for the just for the talk. Just for the talk. That's what the kids for the call talk. it. That's what the kids call it. They don't it. call it for the talk, they do they? It's not Obviously I'm not on the talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on the tick? That that sounds even worse. I'm doing it for the talk. I'm doing it for the talk. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. So <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that's funny. All right, listen. Uh, all right, last one of the main card: uh, Cub Swanson versus Darren Elkins. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I, I think I'm leaning uh, Cub in this one, but you know you can never count Darren Elkins out of a fight. He's one of those guys. It doesn't matter who you're beating is. Uh, he was so funny today. He said probably the funniest line that he didn't mean, even mean to be funny. And if you guys didn't hear it, there was a point where you asked him about bleeding. And about just like, you know, what his fights always go. And he was like, I'm pretty sure when I go in there and I walk across, and I look across the octagon, when I see my opponent, I'm pretty sure I'm going to start bleeding at that point. <laughs> it was good. Dude, I about rolled. I was like, that was the best fucking line. I don't know if he's tried, if he's made that joke before. If he has, and I never heard it. If it was just off the cuff, it was oh, pretty solid. It was the best. It was pretty I was solid. Like, I fucking love this. So it was dude. funny. So basically, when, when talking to Cub, and Cub was very. Uh, open and honest and introspective as he always is, you know, yeah. talking about where he stands. But he even admitted, he was like, I'll be disappointed if I don't make him bleed. And I told Cobb, I was like, I'm pretty sure he'll be disappointed if he doesn't bleed. Like, I think that's what Darren just likes to do. So when Darren was there, I just kind of asked him, I was like, well, this is what I said earlier. I'm like, yeah. was I right? And he was like, bro, he's like, he's going to look at me up to start bleeding. I'm going to bleed. It was pretty funny. Oh, that's so good. Darren's uh, awesome, man. What a, what a unique character, man. Uh when the day comes when characters like Darren aren't around, I think people will feel the void of his personality and his fight style. Yeah, he's always he's always one hundred and ten percent forward. He's willing to take as much damage as possible. This is not what you want as like a coach or a loved one or whatever. But Darren's always gives us what uh, what we want and. The day when he stops fighting will be a sad, sad day. I love his fucking tattoo on his chest and everything. It's just so, so crazy. So bizarre. I remember when he put that in. Now, if he like, had what? glasses on, I would just, oh, I'd probably just <laughs> blow a load right there. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the COVID talking. It's the COVID talking. Uh, yeah, listen. Uh... Oh, that's good shit. Final USC event of the year. Loaded uh, prelim card as well. It's going to be a full night. Uh, was interesting to note uh, that, and I saw somebody report it earlier, but it's on our it's on our bout sheet as well, that Raquel Pennington versus Macy Chasson, uh, both ranked women's bantamweight fighters, is actually taking place at featherweight. Um, so I'm not sure exactly if, if what happened there, if one of them requested it uh, or, or what the matchup was there about. Chasson. Maybe it's – yeah, let's be honest. It was she probably had issues it, last time. Ra Raquel doesn't have issues. She oh, makes it. I wouldn't think so. Or I mean, hell, yeah, maybe knows? this is. I mean, maybe this is. I, when we saw, I can't when we, say it's, I was. I was it's gonna the say Paulo Costa rule, where he's like, <sighs> just if you let me fight heavier, I will give you a better show. That's it. It's the Paulo Costa rule. I was wondering if, if maybe it had anything to do with like. <laughs> I guess that's two weight classes. The <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna come in and fight at women's welterweight, uh, which is. <laughs> Uh, I was wondering if maybe, you know, I mean, I can't imagine the UFC had anything to do with it because, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe, like, the UFC was like, well, do y'all want to fight 45 just so we have 45 matchups happening? But yeah. I, I bet it was one of them. I'm, I'm just, again, I agree, but I'm that just does guessing. make sense I'm when just you guessing. say that. That does actually make sense. I mean, like, the fact that now the possibility that the 45 belt, the, the, the queen has been beaten, yep. you know, if there is the possibility of having that belt back up for, you know, 
demand. You need to have a division. You yeah. need to have people. And as much as we've said, like, or made our peace with the fact that if the 45 division goes away, we're like, okay, that's cool. But it's like, that kind of sucks. You know, we want to have divisions so fighters at different weight classes can actually fight. And it'd be great if they can then the next logical, because it's going to be hard to get rid of featherweight and then maybe try to do a lightweight. You can't have lightweight and then jump down to bantamweight. That doesn't make any damn yeah. sense, you know. And eventually, I think the lightweight division should be there for the women, you know. But this is the first step. I mean, you, you got to keep you got to keep that featherweight division. What's your what's your viable. gut what's your gut instinct on on Kayla? Because I I see so to, and, and, and why I asked for where she's going to go. Yeah, you know, look. Obviously, I'm a Kayla Harrison fan, man. I, yeah, I think she's, she's legit. Fantastic. But uh, you know, you, you see this little back and forth she's having with Pena. Yeah. Um, where you know Pena and and, and I wonder and look Juliana Pena. I'm sure she threw that out there as a little bait the other day. You know, when she said she's been fighting in the beat. It's money in the It's money. It's money. She threw it out. She knew exactly what she was doing. Kid would smash So she her. threw it out there. I know. Is that I a hot so take? Too. Is that a hot take nah, right from the get-go? I don't get think go? so. While I think Juliana has good wrestling, has good ground game, it's not the level. I mean, I was ready to say that Amanda is not ready to take when it gets into there. I mean, these right. two have been training. Like, Kayla's the future. She is literally the future. She's going to just manhandle, women handle people. I mean, uh, and, and if her and Pena meet up, she's gonna fucking smash her. She's I gonna smash so. her. I mean, it's not it's not like what uh, we saw when it was um, who was the boxer that just uh, fought recently? Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields. Kayla is. She's gotten her reps in, man. She's. Fucking amazing. She's oh, the, dangerous. The idea when people said like they should fight, I always said that was ridiculous. Yeah. But, so here's what. I have. So. Look, there's money on the table for Kayla Harrison, no question about it. Um, PFL wants the pair to stay. Bellator wants her to come over. USC's not going to get her cheap. They're going to have to pay for it. Now, I'm not saying yep. I'm not saying Conor McGregor money, but they're going to have to pay for it. Yep. Is it worth paying her to come fight Juliana Pena, or was it only worth paying if she was fighting Amanda Nunes? I think so. Cause I think you think you, it's still I worth think- it? I mean, I think when it was no, I'm sorry. I think when it was Julian, uh, I'm sorry. When it was Amanda, it was worth it. Right. At this point, all you're doing is recreating the current situation. Right. You got a champ that no one can beat, and then how do you have a division that's based around it? You know. Right. I mean, I think if anything else, I wouldn't mind if she goes back to PFL and just gets another easy. Well, I don't want to say easy million, but those things are super easy for her. Bellator, she has more opportunity, I think, to to fight maybe challengers. But I think she would still run through Bellator. The only organization that has a chance of providing a somewhat challenge, and this is me just sticking my foot possibly in, in my mouth, is that even the UFC, I think she's going she's gonna to wreck shop. She's going to absolutely wreck shop. Uh, so any other organization she goes to, she should just be happy that she's getting a huge paycheck and the time's going to go. She's still – it's not like when we were looking at Cyborg and it was like, man, Cyborg – it's, it's when cyborgs become depleted that others are going to start beating her when she's doing it. Right. Kayla's on her way up, you know. I mean, she hasn't taken all the crazy damage that all these other. And her judo and her ground game is so leaps and bounds above. And what I liked about that last fight was that she was willing to stand and trade with people. Now, is that smart against the top level? Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I was surprised, and I'll be the first to admit, man, I was so wrong when it came to Amanda and Juliana striking. I thought Juliana had nothing for her. I thought Amanda was just going to smash her, and and I'll be the first to say I was so wrong. She took every bit of the punishment and gave it back. But the thing with Kayla, Kayla's not going to get. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. And 
Kayla's not going to say, like, hey, let's make this a striking match. For yeah. some oh, reason, no, Amanda no. wanted it to stay striking. You know, like, the only time she went in there and initiated a grab is when she was hurt. I was like, you have a decent person that's good on the ground and, and, and decent with grappling, and you're only going to engage after you've been hurt? Like, yep. it's not a smart plan. I, I think there was a point where you could see it in her face after she took some shots that the, the light kind of went out a little bit. There was doubt that creeped in, and Juliana was like, nothing's going to stop me at this point, you know. She's like, I birthed a child. I felt pain. Wow. She said that. I know. But she I'm even said it. She was like, she was like, and it was just kind of like a, a weird mom slight. Well, that's what I'm saying. She said it, but I think everybody at this point has been like, that was kind of weird of you to say. But it was weird. But, it was like, for her, she was like, I didn't just have somebody else birth my kid. Like, I pushed it so out, ridiculous. you know. But uh, she's tough as nails, man. But uh, – Kayla right now, I, I maybe I'm just a homer on that. I would put Kayla against anybody at this point right now. So whoever is willing to pay the amount of money, but you got to do it smart. If the UFC brings her in and she literally demolishes the featherweights, if that's what she comes in at, I mean, I know she's typically fighting heavier. What is that different than what she has right now with, with Amanda? Like you have a division that nobody can fight in because there's no talent. You know, might as well get four fight out, four fights out of her if, if the money is decent in Bellator or PFL, you know. I mean, and every time she gets another win, her star rises, and she could ask for even more money when she comes over. So I could see her going to Bellator or going to PFL, get that another championship, or going to Bellator and just wrecking shop, beating Cyborg, and then coming back to Dana and say, you need to give me the largest signing bonus that's ever happened in the UFC, and he'll make it happen. How crazy is that? Connor didn't come in with a huge, crazy signing bonus. Connor built himself up. But I could see Kayla coming in and making that be the big PR push is that she has the largest signing bonus of any fighter that comes into the UFC because she come in at such a hot level. And they'll pay it because at that point, if she's wreck shop for another year in another division, she's beat Cyborg. Give her, give her everything. And that's, and that's, that's headlines, right? I mean, you make that public, she, right? You yeah, make it public. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do because then everybody's like, Who's this person that just yep. – they make they signed her for more than what they signed Connor for? They don't realize Connor had to build himself <laughs> up. Right. Connor didn't start yeah, like yeah, a yeah. superstar. Connor – that's the great thing about Connor's story is that he built himself up from nothing. He pulled himself up. She's at a point where she's like, buy me. Bring me in at what I need to get, you know. And when it happens, man, they'll make a complete spectacle of it because you have to because then you're getting your money's worth because you're paying – that's an advertising play, you know, at that point. So I dig it. I dig it. All right, well, listen. Uh, I went off alone. That's COVID speaking. I like it. I like it. See, speaking. the COVID has positives and the COVID has negatives. You know, I haven't lost track of because things. of the boobs yet. Like, that was really, really weird last time <laughs> I lost my chain of thought because of boobs. Which, I mean, if there's anything to lose your chain of thought, like. That's it. That's it. That's it. And they were glorious. <laughs> I'm just owning it. I'm just owning it. I know. All right, That's listen. COVID making jokes, not me. Turning over fight week to you and the young Mike Bond. Uh, you guys will have full USC Fight Night 199 coverage. <laughs> I am, uh, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe you'll be at home for the next three I'm days. I'm hoping. Fingers we're crossed. We're going to find out tomorrow. Fingers crossed. I'm going to feel great tomorrow. We're going to find out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I am jumping on a plane at 7 a.m. to head out to Philadelphia and then uh, from there out to Atlantic City. Uh, for CFFC 104, so uh, please do me a favor, tune in on USC Fight Pass Friday night for that. I'll fly back on Saturday. With your boy CM, my boy CM Punk, and then uh, Saturday night uh, we'll do uh, we'll do the and a half episode after. You ever guys who just done. talk talk wrestling? Do you already, do you ever just like tell him to like fill you in on? No, shit no, no we do actually. Time? No, he's actually taught me a lot, man. I've uh like 
I, it, you know, when we're like hanging out, like having dinner or something yeah, like yeah. that, just whatever, I'll be like, kind of bring up certain things. He was on top of the world. He yeah. was like the big. Well, I don't know. Maybe wrestling. Our fun, wrestling like, people tell me I'm stupid. He was like at the. He was like the pinnacle. Well, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about wrestling, but it was it was actually kind of cool. Like, um, I you know the, the this now now I'm gonna sound as stupid as I am, but like. Uh, the, did he have glasses? When they had like the anniversary of the pipe bomb or whatever, where he spoke oh, against WWE or whatever. Oh, no, oh, see, like, like that was good. anyway. That's, that's like what it's called. Shit. Anyway, it was like him speaking out against Vince and the WWE, and it was like, oh. like it was like part scripted but part not. Did and he all. fucking pipe bomb on the show? No, it's just what it was called. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, dude, that's pretty shitty. All right. <laughs> Obviously, I don't watch enough. It was a, it was a speech, <laughs> okay. but uh, I don't know. So it was kind of cool to talk to him about that because like, I, so I watched it. There was like, it was like the anniversary of it. Like even like Sports Center was tweeting about really? it and stuff. And I was like, I watched it and I was like, man, this is cool. Like he's so good on the mic. And then like, it is kind of funny to be able to like, it, and I, I'm sure there's like real pro wrestling fans it's that are like learning from you. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. just watching you. I'm sure there are better. real pro wrestling fans. Like I hate you, John Morgan, because it would be like my dream so to talk jealous. to CM Punk. And I'm just like, haters. So dude, tell me about haters. this pipe bomb thing. What was that about? Haters. You remember that time you did that? That was cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, what were you feeling when you beat the one guy in that one episode when it was like the storylines were this and that? Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. It was, Haterade. It's fun to get to hear him talk about it. Now, like it's been crazy. Like, like, he wrestled a dude recently that was, like, he took a picture with as a little kid. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just cool stuff, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still so happy not for him, man. Good for him. No, I, I am too, man. CM Punk, uh, I know that a lot of people, oh, UFC this, that uh, CM Punk is a good dude, man. I mean, he carries the broadcast. Yeah. So, I mean, luckily you have him around Bro. to help carry it. I know, mean, thank God for him. I wouldn't have a job. I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Rob, good job. Carrying the, carrying the dead weight that I am. <laughs> All right, anyway, this is CMSC. Does CMSC. he have glasses on? <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> CMSC 104, Friday night, USC Fight Night 199. Uh, MMA Junkie will have you covered there. I'm going to take a couple days off and enjoy that. And, of course, Christmas is next week. You know, so so most podcasts you can listen to, obviously, they're going to be like, hey, get ready for our best of edition next week. No. Not the MMA Road no. Show. Why? Because we don't have enough best of over 350 <laughs> episodes to put together. It'd be the worst of. I mean, the worst it'd be of. Like, we it'd be like, we up. just start with New Orleans and then just work our way Maybe from there. Maybe throw in a little Scotland in there or something like that. We got all kinds of stuff. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll come at you with fresh content plus <laughs> and a half. Patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show. In the meantime, I got to go. I got a flight that leaves. I got to. I had a flight that leaves in like 12 hours. They haven't even started packing yet, so I probably should. Should, should go do that. I think as a call to action, everybody should send me pictures of their girlfriend and their women with glasses. That is so <laughs> bizarre. That wasn't me. That was that was the COVID. The word. COVID is talking. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like a parasite. It's just controlling my mouth. What would you use those pictures for? Just out of curiosity. Oh, just put on the the site. Oh, just like yeah. to build a gallery. Yeah, I'm like like you know, hey, look at the fun listeners. Our listeners have hot chicks with glasses. For most people, I'm going to hope you've turned it off at this point. But if you haven't, let me just say, I feel sorry for you. But thanks for listening.